Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. In the, in the time that I have, um, I'm going to ask you the question. I want to ask you to ask yourself this question. And the question is this, where am I? Where am I? Today I'm going to help you locate yourself. Where am I? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Like I, I used to travel in ministry <laughs> for 30 years. Almost 30 years I was a, a travelling minister. So literally every, every week I'd be somewhere else. And there was a time when I would even speak in two countries in one day where I might be in Switzerland in the morning and the Netherlands at night. Or I might be in the UK in the morning and Germany at night. Um, and then that's all, that's all stopped during COVID. But when I used to travel like that, there'd be some times where I would wake up in the middle of the night and think, where am I? Where am I? And so the Lord said to me a few months ago, He said, my church is on the road to Emmaus. My church is on the road to Emmaus. So we're just going to unpack that journey. We're going to unpack that road. And, and while I, I'm speaking, I just want you to have your spiritual antenna up and asking the Holy Spirit to show you, to help you identify where you might be. Personally, I love what you said, Chris, that God speaks, yes, to us together, but He speaks to us personally. I think sometimes we kind of emphasise the together at the expense of the individual. There's a big difference between individual and individualism. Individualism exalts the significance of the individual over the community. But individuals comprise the community. So it's not one or the other. It's not either or, it's and. And I actually believe God's restoring back the significance of us personally. That each and every one of us, right, handcrafted, formed, called before we were even in our mother's wombs. And sometimes we can overemphasise the together, better together. Well, you know what? We are complete in Him. You have a completeness about you as well. And so I'm going to pray and... And I'm praying for some aha moments today. I'm praying for some light bulb moments. My word for 2022 is the word epiphany. And when you have an epiphany, it's like the lights turn on. When you have an epiphany, you see what you haven't seen before. And you know, sometimes it's a good thing even to have a rude awakening. Yeah, like, oh, I, I didn't realise I was there. Oh, I didn't know I was doing that. That is a really good thing. And some of you actually need that today. And we all need that at times in our lives. And it's a good thing. So I'm going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, I thank You right now for Awakened City Church. I thank You, Lord, for every single person here today under the sound of my voice. Those online, those here, Father, in person, Lord, whoever, whoever and wherever they've come from, Father, I thank You that You're going to speak. I thank You, Holy Spirit, right now. 
that you're the voice within my voice. Lord, we don't need to hear Vicky's voice today. We need to hear what you have to say. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, have your way and have your say. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Have we rearranged the furniture since I was here last? I don't know, you just seem a bit a bit further back. Hello, those of you down there. <laughs> okay, I'll have a drink. I turned 60 a few weeks ago. Thank you. For some reason, I'm so much more excited about turning 60 than when I turned 50. I was pretty depressed turning 50. I don't know. 60 though, I'm like, yeah, I'll own that. So last night I went out celebrating with my cousins and um, yeah, it was really nice. So where am I? Where am I? We're going to read from Luke 24, starting from verse 13. It says, Now behold, two of them were travelling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. Put this in context. These two were disciples of Jesus who had just witnessed the crucifixion. And they were walking along and they were, they were despondent. They were leaving the place of things not having gone to plan. Can anyone relate to things not having gone to plan? There's a lot of things that have not gone to plan in the last couple of years. And these two disciples were a part of the, the wider opinion that Jesus was going to establish His Kingdom there and then. He was going to overthrow the Roman Empire. He was going to establish God's Kingdom, re-establish the children of Israel back in their rightful position. And it was all going to happen in, in that time frame, there in real time. But instead, they saw Jesus, their hope, their Saviour, crucified. And so they're leaving the place of, of despondency, of, of confusion, of brokenheartedness. They're leaving a place where things did not go to plan. It says, says here that it was while they conversed and reasoned, while they conversed and reasoned. We're going to look at different stages of this journey. And this is the first stage. It's the stage of conversing and reasoning. It's, it's when you're trying to make sense of what's going on. Now, I'm a verbal processor. Any other verbal processors in the place? I don't suffer in silence, just for the record. There's no such thing. I, I make sense of things and I decompress when I'm under pressure, when there's internal pressure. I decompress by talking. I'm married to my complete opposite. Anybody else married to their complete opposite? So we say in our household, my husband, he's like, he's like the duck. He's, he's just floating calmly and serenely on the, on the surface. So everyone thinks he's absolutely, you know, he doesn't have a care in the world. But underneath, he's paddling like crazy, like those little feet. Underneath the water. But me, I'm the seagull. So I'm like, ah, 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 you know, I'm, that's how I, that's how I process things. And so that's a natural thing to do. And, and dare I say that the whole world has been in stage one. Conversing and reasoning. 
trying to make sense of these circumstances that, that were like the curveball of all curveballs. Didn't see that coming. Like what's, what, what is going on? I know there are those of you personally, you're experiencing your own curveballs, let alone totally aside from, from COVID and viruses and lockdowns and which you don't know anything about and, um, and, bo- and borders. <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> and the first stage is where we converse and reason. And that's okay. But it's not where we stay. And so the two on the road to Emmaus represent the journey we are on of transition, of transition. We are in transition. The Church of Jesus Christ, I would, I would say the Church of Jesus Christ globally is in transition. I would say that each and every one of us here is going through our own transitions. We are journeying from that place of like, what the? And we're heading somewhere. And that's what we're going to look at, where, where, where we're heading. So stage one, conversing and reasoning. And it says that Jesus Himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were restrained so they did not know Him. So Jesus had drawn alongside and these were disciples, remember? Okay, they'd walked with Jesus during His earthly ministry and they did not recognise Him when He drew alongside. I wanna prophesy today that He is near. He's near, He's walking alongside. Even if it doesn't look like it, it doesn't feel like it. And the temptation is always to stay in conversing and reasoning. And I see some of you and you're looking for answers in places where, where you're not gonna find them. You know, we do that, hey? We go, it's like I'm seeing a filing cabinet. And we can start going through the filing cabinet. We're looking for a way to make sense of what we're going through. You know, we're trying to join the dots. We're trying to make, make things add up. And we could be looking through the filing cabinet of social media, the filing cabinet of YouTube, the filing cabinet of television, the media, filing cabinet. Do you know what? I've been getting so angry about some of the stuff I see on social media. My husband's basically banned, like he says, and he'll hear me. He'll hear he'll, he'll hear me in the bedroom going, "Oh, ah, oh, what, what?" He'll say, "Are you reading the comments again? Stop reading the comments." And this is the thing: I get upset about things people are saying about what other people are saying, and I don't know any of them. None of them even matter to me. Who are these people? And I'm getting angry about what some random is saying about. Something And people send me these videos of some prophet, you know, prophet, no name from nowhere. Like, who are they? Honest, you know, a really important thing, it's the first question you ask, is when you've got a video, there's some prophet prophesying that we're going to have a famine last year, which, which didn't happen. Start, you know, collecting your food and putting, we're going to have no food by Christmas. Ask yourself, who is this person? Who are they? I send this, this video around to all my prophet buddies in the nation and we know each other. And I said, who, who is she? Do you know her? No, I don't know her. Where's she come from? Surely well-meaning. But it's the first question you ask, who are they? What's their track record? Who, where, who, who do they know? Who are they in relationship with? Who, who, who are they accountable to? Where, where, what community are they a part of? 
That's for free. That's got absolutely nothing to do with my notes. But it needs to be said because people are losing their sleep, getting anxious and it's releasing fear. If any prophetic word is releasing fear, honestly, okay, I'm really... <laughs> no, someone sent me another one the other day, which they thought was really great. I was depressed by the end of it. Absolutely depressed. All the countries that are going to be taken over by Russia and China, all the things that were going to go. I'm like, okay, things are going to happen. I don't, you don't need a prophet to tell you that. Jesus said, things are going to go down in the last times. What I need is something to actually release faith within me in these times, right? And I'm not dissing other prophets. No, because, you know, I'm, it's not my position. I'm not, God hasn't appointed me as Lord over all well, the prophets. But in Australia, I feel like I have, I do have some kind of authority in this space in Australia. And can I say, Aussies, partake of that which lifts you up. Really releases faith. Jesus said, when I return, will there be faith on the earth? It is important to Him. It is important to Him. We, we cannot please God without faith. And so if you find something, whether it's right or wrong, is irrelevant. If it's not releasing faith in you, put it aside. If it's not releasing, it's not a case of it's not gonna come to pass or it isn't. I, I believe the prophetic ministry, the prophet is about the New Testament prophet isn't simply a predictor of events. Wow. That's not scriptural. The, 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 the Ephesians 4.11 prophet, we're about empowering and equipping people for the work of the ministry. And we're one of five. We're not above the others. We're one of five. We're a part of the team. And I'm seeing a lot of prophets in this, in this time acting like Old Testament prophets. Wow. Hebrews 1, 1 says, God who, I'm sorry, these, you won't find these Scriptures anywhere. I'm sorry, I'm just, but Hebrews 1, 1, God who in former times spoke through the prophets in, in, in diverse ways has spoken through the prophets has now spoken to us through His Son. So that actually drew a line and said, okay, God spoke, spoke through the prophets in former times. Now He's spoken to us through His Son. So you're going, well, what, what does that mean? This is what it means. The Ephesians 4.11 prophet is not the same animal as the Old Testament one. I wish, that, I wish we were called something different because people just assume it's a continuation. No, no, no. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. They all came after the ascension. Jesus ascended and gave gifts to men. It's not the same animal, not the same beast. Different function altogether. The Old Testament prophet was the only person God spoke to. So the Old Testament prophet represented God to the people. The Old Testament priest represented the people to God. But now we are all priests and we are all prophetic. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. And so it's not about a prophet getting all these predictions and saying, well, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. No, no, we are led as sheep by the Spirit of God. Even if those things do come to pass, I'm like, well, what's it doing to equip and empower me? How is this preparing me? How is this changing me? How is this transforming me? How is this bringing me closer to Jesus? 
And that really is the acid test of any, anything, whether it's teaching, any sort of ministry. Is this, is this releasing faith? Because the Word of God releases faith. Is this bringing me closer to Jesus? The rest of it, if you know, it's, you're free to partake of that stuff. And if it's equipping you, more power to you. But for those of you, and I suspect there are some of you here today who've been getting really anxious, who it's, and it's brought you into a double-mindedness. Oh, am I meant to be stocking up tuna fish? Am I meant to be... This is very real. I know we giggle, we laugh, but there are some of you here today, that's a very real thing, right? Now, if the Holy Spirit has told you to start stocking up your, your cabinets and stocking up your pantry, you got to do it. If God is telling you by His Spirit, but if you're being motivated by fear, because you're afraid you're not going to have enough food when God has said, don't, do not give thought to your life. If I don't feed the birds of the air, what, will I not feed you? I feed, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the birds of the air, the lilies of the field. So you've got to, you know, be, just be careful. Just be careful. Um, yeah, I really went off track. <laughs> Clearly I had a bee in my bonnet, haven't I? I've got a, I've got, I've got, I had something I had to, um, had to get it off my chest. That's right. I had to, <laughs> is that helpful to anyone? We don't talk about this stuff. It's not the stuff you talk about. On a Sunday, you know, it's for prophetic conferences and that. Only certain people come to those. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Because, because there's these, 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 you know, stereotypes and these, these wrong ideas about what it, it all is. So people think it's not relevant. Yes, it's relevant because you're prophetic. If you are a child of God, you are His sheep. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. You hear His voice. You're prophetic whether you know it or not. Oh, don't feel prophetic, irrelevant. Whether you feel it or not, 1 Corinthians 6.17 says that he who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with God. You're one spirit with God. You're more spiritual than you realise. Don't feel spiritual, irrelevant. Whether you feel it or not, it's your position. That's who you are. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. How much time do you say I've got, Chris? I've got four minutes left. I haven't even, I'm not even first, first stage. I say that, like I said, I say all that other stuff saying that I'm not the be all and end all when it comes to prophetic, you know, I'm not the head authority, but I do have a heart for, for, bringing, for bringing balance, you know, and bringing the New Testament perspective. Okay, so where was I? I was in filing cabinets, was I? Yeah, and you're looking for answers and then... and and. They're not, they're not there and the answer is right beside you. Jesus. Jesus has drawn alongside and He was walking alongside the two on the road to Emmaus. And He says to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? The NIV says, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. They stood still, their faces downcast. So there's a kind of conversation that will cause you to stop still, where you won't progress, where you'll be stuck. There's a kind of conversation that immobilises you. There's a kind of conversation that, that stops you transitioning, that stops you progressing and going forward. 
that makes you downcast? What kind of conversation? I want to ask you today, what kind of conversation are you having? And if you feel stuck, if you feel like I'm not getting anywhere, I'm not moving, I'm no closer, ask yourself, ask the Lord, what kind of conversation am I having? Is it leaving you sad and downcast? So they stood still and the journey stops. It says, then one of those whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things? Everyone say the things. The things which happened there in these days. And he said to them, what things? So they said to him, this makes me laugh. I can remember who they're talking to. They're talking to Jesus. They said, he says, what things? And they said, the things. Jesus, not Jesus, they don't know if it's Jesus still by there. The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed and word before God and all the people and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered Him to be condemned to death and crucified Him. But we were hoping that it was He who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body. They, can you just imagine them going, <laughs> they came saying that they, they, had, they had also seen a vision of angels and said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. So what are they doing? Things, 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 things. Things. Jesus, don't you know about the things? All these things. Now we're not in denial of things. There's a lot of things going on in this right. Right now in this season, there are a lot of things for us personally, for us as a nation, across the face of the earth. And so give these guys credit. They're actually talking to Jesus about these things, right? (laughs) And so that's some advice for someone today. Talk to Jesus about the things. We're not in denial of things. It doesn't help to be in denial of things. Some people think faith is a denial of things. No, no, we acknowledge the things. And what does He say to them? What's Jesus' response? Does He say, oh, I'm so, my heart breaks for you. I'm so sorry. Sorry I've put you through this. Yeah, I know, I didn't go to plan, did it? Yep. Um, my apologies for making you suffer so much on my account. No, nope, nope. What does He say? Verse 25, He says to them, oh, foolish ones, What? That's a bit rough. Oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken. Jesus rebukes them. On this road to Emmaus, there will be rebuke, correction and adjustment from the Lord, personally and collectively. I actually think that's what we are going through right now. Because maybe we went a bit off track. Maybe we became more concerned about things than we did about Jesus. Maybe, maybe things have just been a bit out of balance. Maybe we even became a bit more concerned about the house of God rather than God of the house. Maybe we got a bit concerned about building the house rather than building people. You know, just maybe as the church, I'm talking, I'm just talking big picture here. That, that we just... We, we, we just need 
the Lord Jesus to come and give us a bit of a schiaffa la faccia, we say in Italian. A little bit of a smack up the <laughs> smack up the side of the head. And if you will listen, if you will listen, that what what do you think God allowed everything that's happened? You know, and, and uh, as I said in the East, we've had it particularly hard. And in Victoria, I mean, they, the poor churches there are being policed. It's true. Please come in and check the numbers. Please come in and check that people working on site are all vaccinated. They will go through and they will search the property to make sure there's only X number of people. That's real in, in Australia. But what it's doing is it's causing us to kind of, okay, what really does matter? Where is our value? What does matter to us? If all this was to, to fall down and friends of mine, their church in Canberra actually imploded physically the other day from an explosion that happened at the local Lebanese takeaway. And boom, if you want to see photos, C3 Belconnen, literally. Like if it was anyone in there, it would have been carnage. Praise God, no one was in there. But if that does happen, the church is the people. Church is the people. And so God just is, He's adjusting what matters. What matters? And He says this to them, Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into His glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, He expounded to them and all the Scriptures the things concerning Himself. And so I, I believe there's going to be an absolute deal. Deluge. I saw a waterfall. I had a picture of a waterfall and the Lord said, there's a deluge of revelation coming. And I believe the New Testament teacher is really going to come back into their own because, you know, the, 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 the teacher has been a bit in the wilderness in recent decades. And so I see a restoration of teaching, but new, new anointing teaching, new era teaching something that we haven't experienced before. And I see the prophetic and teaching really kind of coming together. So the teacher uh, traditionally has taught from the Logos what God has said, but I see teachers who are going to explain from the Rhema what God is saying. It's, I, I believe that's what's, what's going to happen. And in that... In that, you see, Jesus taught them. He taught the two on the road. He expounded things concerning Himself. So it, it's about Jesus. He expounded things concerning Himself. Everyone say it's about Jesus. It starts with Jesus, it ends with Jesus, and everything in between is Jesus. And that's what He did. He expounded in the Word. So that's stage two, being corrected and taught. And then they drew near can I have the worship team return, please? Then they drew near to the village where they were going and he indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him saying, abide with us for it is toward evenings and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now this was pivotal. And I, I sensed in my spirit during worship this morning, there, there are actually a lot of you here at this point, at this stage. And this is a very exciting stage. Stage three. Stage three is where we compel and constrain. So we've moved past, we've moved through conversing and reasoning, we've moved through being corrected and taught, and now we're in compel and constrain. And the two on the, on the, at these crossroads, and Jesus made like He was going to keep walking. And they said, no, Jesus, stay with us, stay with us. And He responded to them. 
If they hadn't have done that, so it's hunger. It's a stage of hunger. It's a stage of yearning, of hunger for, for the Lord Jesus, of wanting Him, Him more than anything. And if they hadn't have done that, what happened in stage four would not have happened at all. Our hunger has consequences. Our actions have consequences, our yearning. And I sensed in some of you here today, there is a real hunger. Your hunger's been restored in recent months. God's been doing something. I can sense it, doing something in your hearts, opening your eyes, opening your eyes to see things differently, to see things with a fresh perspective. Because this is what happens. It's stage, stage four. Now it came to pass as they sat at the table with them that He took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them and their eyes were opened and they knew Him. These were disciples, remember? They'd followed Jesus in His earthly ministry. Their eyes were open and they knew Him and He vanished from their sight. That's stage four. Stage four, the new revelation of Jesus. Eyes open, eyes open. The road to Emmaus is a journey. Journey from eyes restrained, can't see, to eyes open. He's opening your eyes, people. He's opening our eyes. We we think we know stuff. We don't know nothing compared to what we're going to know. And we only know it as God shows it. I want to encourage some of you here today. It's not based on you. It's not based, some of you feel like you're disqualified. Oh, I'm not spiritual enough. Or I'm not educated enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. Listen, none of us are enough. No one. It's not about who we are. It's about whose we are. And when He's the one who opened their eyes, they received It was a supernatural thing. Do you understand? It was a move of God. And there's a move of God coming. There's a work of the Spirit coming where we are going to have our eyes open to see Jesus in a whole new way. You know, there's been throughout history, there've been ones whose eyes have been opened to see something about Jesus that has never been seen before. And it's been the catalyst for a significant season in church history. Even when Martin Luther saw that, oh, that Jesus saves, it's by grace and faith, we're still living out of that revelation. He's going to open our eyes to see. People ask me, do you know what it is, Vicky? Do you know what, what?" you know, initially, because I've been leaning into this, incubating this message for a few months now. Initially, I had no idea. No idea. But just with some of the things that have been coming across my path and that, that you know, just something happens and it just, I get the, ooh, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, feel something in my spiritual waters. I think it's got something to do with king and kingdom. With the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. I don't think we know. We know diddly squat about the kingdom. In in my opinion. Him as King, Him as King. That's where we're heading. Where are you today? Where are you today? Can you identify yourself on that road? I know some days I feel like I'm there at stage three and then the next day I wake up and I think I'm back at stage one. 
I've got a husband who keeps reminding me to stop conversing and reasoning. Stop conversing and reasoning. I said it's for a season. We do, we all have to do it for a season, but we don't stay there. As long as we're stuck there, we're stuck. I see God releasing people today. I see God, some of you, you're getting a fresh perspective of what's important, of what matters, of what's gonna make the difference. You know, some of the things, some of these things, remember that word, things, things, things. We think they're important things. No, they're just things. They're just things. And I could see, I could just see, you know, you guys who do the sound <laughs> down the back. You know, people who do mixing, you know, and they're mixing things and they're turning that down, they're turning that up. I, I see God doing an adjustment. And he's turning down. He, and you've got to let him, let him, let him turn. He wants to turn down the noise. He wants to turn down the sound from one particular, what, you know, oh, too much bass. Oh, let's turn that down. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to up that. And he's doing this. He's remixing. He's doing a remix. That's a first. If I'd known I was going to say that, I would have got a few lessons from a sound person to know what I was talking about. <laughs> Who needs a remix today? That, that voice. Some of you, there's a voice. There's a voice. And it's a voice of confusion and it's a voice of fear and it's a voice, hey, you want to try and, you don't want to listen to it, but it seems to be so loud. We're going to take authority over that voice. We're going to take authority over some of those sounds. That the sound of hopelessness, the sound of despair, had the sound that it's, it's, not, it's not going to plan. The, the sound, listen, Jeremiah 29, 11, I hear this, the Lord says, for He knows the plans. The plans, plural. Didn't go to plan. God says, here's another plan. Here's another plan. It's like I see him, you know, he sometimes see it like this. You know, like the, the quiver with the arrows? But he's got these scrolls in the quiver. And it's like, we had a plan. Didn't go to plan. Now what? God says, I've got another plan. And it's not plan B. It's not the consolation prize. This is the thing, all plans from God are good plans. And I see that applying to a number of you here today. This didn't go to plan. This wasn't the plan. But here's another plan. I've been, I've been, you might have heard me say that before. I've been saying that a lot over the last 12 months. But for you personally, and the plan is good. I see it stretching out on the table. You know, like house plans, like a blueprint. You're looking, it's like old style plans. Now they're all, you know but really old style plan and you're looking and you're excited and your eyes are opening and wow, only God can do that. Only God can do that. He can and He will. He can and He will in Jesus' Name. Where am I? Have you identified where you are? <laughs> can you see yourself on the road? Who identifies? Who can identify with the road? I know there are some of you and you're going, eh, you know, but maybe next week. Well, it doesn't make sense today. We'll make a lot of sense tomorrow. And remember that. Remember that, conversing and reasoning, just as a tool. As we go forward, am I conversing and reasoning? Because it, 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 it stops, your, stops your motion and it affects your mood. It stops your, your movement forward and it affects your mood. In Jesus' Name. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. 
If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.